Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode number 13. Now, I'm really excited about this episode because it's kind of a two-for-one. We are sitting down and talking today with Stephanie Sibio, who is a home birth mother, and she also is a certified exercise physiologist and holistic nutritionist. Stephanie graduated from York University with specialized honors in kinesiology and a certification in fitness assessment and exercise counseling. She's also a graduate from the Institute of Holistic Nutrition with a certificate in naturally designed pregnancy and early childhood. So the cool thing about Stephanie is that not only is she a home birth mama, but she also has been working with pregnancy and postpartum mothers for years now. So it's really cool to get her personal experience as well as her professional experience. Now, before we jump into the interview, I do want to thank our reviewer of the week, and that is... Lily7823, whose uh, review is titled Amazing Stories. I love that this podcast is geared toward home birth specifically. It's so beneficial to hear such wonderful experiences from other mamas if you are planning a home birth yourself. It's great to listen to a variety of relatable experiences. Even if you're just a sucker for birth stories like I am, this podcast is for you. Thank you so much, Lily7823. If you will send me an email at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sending you a, uh, a happy home birth sticker. So just send me your mailing address. And I also want to thank all of you who participated this past week in the uh, Instagram kind of game that we're playing, where if you will take a screenshot when you are listening to a podcast episode and upload that to your Instagram stories and mention at Happy Home Birth Podcast, then I will put you in my stories and give you a shout out. We had a number of people do that last week and it was really fun and made me super excited. So if you will just keep that up, I would love it. I would also like to take this time to thank our sponsors for this week. Stephanie Sibio, who is being interviewed, is one of them, uh, the Glowing Mamas course. We also have Body Works Physical Therapy, Dr. Ashley Denoy. We have Hatched Midwifery as well. Glowing Mama to Be is your weekly guide to a fit and healthy pregnancy. Training for labor and delivery is like training for a marathon. We have to train consistently and specific to the goal of a safe and healthy delivery. This program comes with weekly workouts, featured recipes, and so much more to support you from six weeks all the way to birth, broken up into three trimesters. Knowing how to eat and exercise properly when you're pregnant can be one less thing that you have to worry about when you join Glowing Mama to Be. And the cool thing is, is that Stephanie has given a 15% discount code to any of the Happy Home Birth podcast listeners. So all you have to do is use the code HAPPYHOMEBIRTH15. And if you will check the show notes, that will give you the specific link to head to her website. Hatched midwife Carrie LaChapelle is a licensed midwife, CPM of 12 years, offering home birth services in the upstate of South Carolina. She provides evidence-based prenatal care, mama-baby family-centered home birth care, including water birth, and mama-baby postpartum care from birth to six weeks and beyond. Carrie also offers extras like beautiful Bangkok belly binding, and she carries a wide variety of wish garden tinctures in her office. She offers free consultation to see if she's a good fit for your birth, so visit Hatched at Home 
And you can find her on Facebook at Hatch Midwife Carrie LaChapelle or get in touch with her at 864-907-6363. Her website is hatchedathome.com and you can check that out in the show notes as well. And with all of that being said, let's head on over to the interview. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on Happy Home Birth. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. Would you mind by starting off by just kind of introducing yourself to my audience and um, telling a little bit about yourself and your career too? Absolutely. So I am a fitness and nutrition coach for new and expecting moms. So um, I feel like I had, because of my career, I had the ability to learn a lot about pregnancy and postpartum recovery before I ever thought about becoming a mom. So I've been working in this industry for almost a decade now, and uh, everything that I've learned, all the birth stories that I've heard, all of the pregnancy issues that I've heard from my clients have helped me to kind of have a greater understanding than your average first time mom would. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so passionate about my career. Um, on a personal note, I have three stepsons and um, one baby girl who's uh, just about six months old now. And, uh, you know, I was able to have a lovely home birth with her, which is why, why we're here today. Um, and, yeah, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. I um I love what I do and I I love that my life and what, you know, the life stage that I'm in right now uh is totally applicable to my job, so I'm able to continue to work as I raise my little one. That is so nice to to have such relevance in your career and your home life. So you were already specializing in prenatal and postpartum fitness before you got pregnant? Oh, yes. Far before. Um, okay. Yeah. What made you decide to to specialize in that? It, well, it's a funny story. I, I started personal training when I came out of school. I, I am a kinesiology graduate and uh, I love babies, but I was like, I also love, love fitness. And so I'm going to go into the fitness field because I don't want to become a teacher. So um, I worked at Extreme Fitness which was like a chain fitness uh, facility. And uh, one of my clients became pregnant. And I was like, oh, I better start learning about what I can do and what I can't do. And what do I need to know about training you now? Um, Long story short, she gave birth. She had five other friends who gave birth around the same time. And she's like, hey, would you do a group session for me and my friends who all just had babies? And I was like, absolutely. So I was in my glory, just training moms and holding babies. And I was like, ah, I found my calling. I can work with babies and fitness at the same time. So that uh, that basically was my um, career being born. <laughs> From then on out, I trained all of them through their um, postpartum recovery, through their next pregnancies, all separately. And my client base basically stems from those that group of women. Um, so I'm completely indebted to them for that. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of, uh, really grew my passion for working with, uh, new moms. I started mostly working in postpartum, but, uh, again, as I mentioned, they, they all 
had second babies and I trained them through their pregnancies. So it's just the whole, that whole time period from conception or even preconception to postpartum recovery is so fascinating to me. And, um, and the fact that I get to snuggle babies while I do it is just a huge bonus. (laughs) Oh, that is so amazing. Yeah. What a perfect combination of all the things that you really, really enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I love that you talk about, so it was a group of moms that were pregnant all together and then they went through their postpartum together. It's funny, I have a group of moms that I'm very close with and we all had our first babies about six weeks apart and we're all pregnant with our next babies together. So Wow, <laughs> that that's resonates. so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Yeah. So I had this one client who um, she asked me a ton of questions. And one of the questions she asked me was, what would my ideal birth look like? And I'm very careful not to put my own ideals onto my clients because it's a very personal decision. And, uh, you know, everyone should birth the way that they feel comfortable. If someone's going to be more comfortable in a hospital setting, then all the power to them, right? But she asked, and so I said, well, you must know, I I would love to give, have a home birth one day. It just is something that I would really love to do, and I'm scared of the medical system. I'm scared of needles and hospitals and doctors, and I just didn't see that as something that I wanted for myself. But knowing all of the things that can happen, that can come up during uh, labor and delivery, I said, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, that would be my my biggest wish for my own birth. And she said, Oh, that sounds interesting. But my husband would never go for that. He's he's more on the conservative side, and will probably end up in the hospital. Her first birth was a hospital birth. So I said, Yeah, fair enough, whatever works. And uh, she had such a great depth in her squat. And she had such a great core connection. And I I just, I knew that she could do it, but I never said anything. And I got a text message on the day that uh, she gave birth. And she said, I just gave birth to a 10.4 pound baby at home in a squat. And I, I just remember I was leaving work and looked at my phone and saw that. And I was just like jumping for joy because it felt like I had an impact on her decision, you know? That is so amazing. Oh, my gosh. That just makes me wish that because I know you're in Toronto. I wish you were closer. I would love to have you train me throughout my pregnancy. (laughs) Oh, I would love to. But, uh, you know, I do have online programs as well. So it's always a possibility that you can still work with me. Um, Gosh, that is so neat. So she was able to give birth 10 pounds, four ounces at home in a squat. Yeah, I was just so amazed. And I just I knew that she could do it. And so the fact that she, you know, she advocated for herself, because it's something that uh, that she, you know, it it sparked something in her and she went through with it. And uh, it's just it was beautiful. And that's sometimes I feel like the issue is people just don't. Number one, they might not even recognize or consider it an option unless they hear it from somebody else. But yeah, I mean, that's the main thing is they just don't they they haven't heard, oh, you you know, you could give birth at home or they don't know anyone who has given birth at home or who would give birth at home. So yeah. the fact that you were able to kind of plant that seed is really neat. Yeah, it was it was very uh, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, so 
So you mentioned how you helped other moms prepare for their childbirth experiences, but when it came to preparing for your own birth, what kind of exercises did you do and what what things in general did you do just to make sure your body was in optimal condition for a successful labor? So one of the biggest things is actually nurturing my body with the right foods, um, fluids, you know, staying hydrated, eating an anti-inflammatory diet, um, making sure that I'm giving myself the nutrients that I need, um, eating in a way that my body can use those uh, foods and uh, fuels for, um, you know, keeping my body free of pain. Because when you're in pain, you can't move properly. Um, you know, if you've got low back pain, the last thing you want to do is get up and do a workout. But uh, I was able to to eat well, um, but also move in a way that supported my body. I knew what I was working towards. So a big thing is working specifically for what you want to accomplish, right? If you're training for a marathon, you're not going to go and do yoga three times a week. You're going to be running and getting your mileage in. So if I'm preparing for childbirth, labor and delivery, I know that my legs need a ton of stamina. I know that I need mobility in my hips. I know that I need overall strength and endurance. Um, So I was focusing on all of those things and, you know, doing some intervals to throw in, okay, like labor is a big interval session, right? You get some contractions, you get some time off and then, and then repeat and they get closer and closer together and more and more intense. So if you can work out in a way that almost simulates that, then you know, you're in a good place when you get to labor and delivery. Uh, I also saw pelvic floor physio. I saw a chiropractor. I saw an osteopath. Um, I even, even though I am a nutritionist, I went to a nutritionist to get an outside perspective from uh, someone else looking at my body and telling me what they think that I need. So seeing any connected professional that was able to help me get my body in the right position. You know, the osteopath is looking at my fascia. They're seeing how, are there any spots where I'm stuck in my body? Um, The chiropractor is looking at my pelvic alignment. Is your pelvis in a good place getting ready for birth? So all of these things compounded got me ready for the home birth that I wanted. I love that. And I I love to hear how, you know, even though you're an expert in one part of this field, you were smart enough to know your resources and use all the other expertise of other people in the field to make sure that you really did have, you really did set yourself up for as much success as possible. For sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, even pelvic physio is super important, like getting taking a look at your pelvic floor muscles and saying, okay, well, this specific muscle is weak. This specific muscle is strong. Here are some ways that you can, um, you know, massage your perineum as you get ready for birth. I was super afraid of tearing. It was my biggest fear um, going into birth because birthing at home, thinking about tearing and having to get stitches at home. I don't know. It just kind of, I was like, that belongs in a hospital, not in my home. So um, I was just afraid of that happening. So all of these resources together, they really helped me to not only prepare for birth, but to feel confident that my body was being prepped for what I was supposed to do. Right. I love that one quote that you said was labor is a big interval session. I love that. I've never thought of it that way, but you're right. You've got, 
you know, 90 seconds on, a few seconds off, 90 seconds on, a few seconds off. Yeah. And it starts with, you know, a minute on and like 20 minutes off. And by the Mm -hmm. end, you're like, was there even a break between those contractions? Like, (laughs) I feel like this is just all one big continual contraction by the end. But, uh, you know, you do get that little bit of a break. And that's how, you know, the body is just such a, a, an amazing creation that we, you know, we get that time off so that we can prepare for the next contraction. And this is how our world is populated. Exactly. <laughs> I kept repeating that when I was going through labor. Like, I can't believe this is how we get people into the world. I can't, I can't believe this is how we populate the planet. Like with all of this, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, but I'm not going to, sugarcoat any of it it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life and will ever experience um but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world I feel like getting through that I feel like such a warrior absolutely it's a great introduction to motherhood okay I got through all of that physical stuff now on to the mental game of parenthood (laughs) yes Oh, that's wonderful. Well, so you and you did mention that nutrition played a really big role in your prenatal um, preparation. What did you focus on when it came to nutrition? So the the biggest thing to focus on is a whole foods based diet. You need to make sure that you're getting a, uh, all the phytonutrients. So you you look at all the different foods and the different colors, every color is going to give you something a little bit different. Um, and so you make sure that you're eating a wide variety of foods. Now you're going to have aversions, you're going to have cravings, but it's how can I satisfy this craving without, um, eating something that is that's going to harm my body or make me feel worse because I don't want to feel worse. I want to feel better. Um, right. So if I was craving cold and crunchy, I would have a Greek salad. If I was craving sweet, I would make some homemade muffins that, you know, had maple syrup or honey in them instead of refined sugar um, or or worse, going to the grocery store and getting something with, you know, chemicals and man-made foods or food-like substances in them, right? So I feel like when we're pregnant, a lot of the time it's like, well, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a Twinkie because I feel like it. Well, great, good, whatever works for you, but um, look at what's in that Twinkie. How can we make that, uh, satisfy that craving for whatever it is the Twinkie is giving us in a way that's going to support our bodies and our babies, Um And then supplementing was a big one too, you know, all of us know that taking a prenatal multi is important, but what else is there? Um, I'll give you a a link to a free guide that I have. Uh, It's a complete guide to prenatal supplements, but you know, things like fish oils are really important for baby's brain development and also anti-inflammatory for you. So you don't have to deal with pains, Um, probiotics, which is going to populate your gut with all that good bacteria. Um, vitamin D to keep your mood up and and balance your hormones. There's, you know, there are so many things that you have to think about that unfortunately we don't get it all in one multivitamin. Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, your multivitamin is there are so many of them. How do you know which one to take? Right. Well, a lot of people are taking the one that their doctor recommends, which unfortunately are usually ones that are created by pharmaceutical companies and they get a kickback for people buying those products, right, for recommending those products. So you have to be careful with that. 
um, you know, I wrote a blog post comparing a bunch of different prenatal multivitamins and the, you know, the centrums and the, you know, all of the kind of conventional cheaper prenatal multivitamins, uh, they have synthetic ingredients in there and also a lot of things in there that shouldn't be in there like colorings and additives and you know we're putting that in our bodies thinking I'm supporting my baby with this prenatal multi but there are far better quality ones to choose um, that can support you in a better way. That's a great resource I, I hope everyone that's pregnant will go check that out um, because yeah it's so true and and a lot of people don't don't even realize, okay, I'm just picking up this prenatal that I found at my local grocery store. Can your body really even, you know, synthesize that and use it if it's not whole foods based? So that's a great point. Um, And thank you so much for that resource. No problem. Now, so we've talked about your prenatal experience. I would love for you to just tell us about your birth. Hey everyone, before Stephanie jumps into her birth story, I wanted to take one second to thank our final sponsor for today, Body Works Physical Therapy, Dr. Ashley Denoy. Body Works Physical Therapy specializes in helping active moms in all stages of life, including pregnancy, move and feel their best to do the activities that they love. Dr. Ashley takes a holistic approach to get to the bottom of your issues for lasting results. Whether it's running, yoga, Pilates, lifting, jumping, or playing with your kids, Body Works Physical Therapy will ensure you keep exercising and enjoying your life without limitation. And Dr. Ashley is based in Greenville, South Carolina, but she also has a Facebook group called Mama Body Works. So you can check her out on Facebook there. You can go to her website, bodyworks-physicaltherapy.com. And she's also very active on Instagram at bodyworks.pt. She updates videos all the time showing different different strengthening workouts. It's really incredible. If you are in the Greenville area, definitely give her a call. She just put on an amazing workshop that I went to just a few days ago um, about pelvic floor issues. She's fantastic for uh, pregnancy and postpartum. And if you are not in the Greenville area, still check out her Instagram and her website because she has so much information and her Facebook group is really active as well. All right, let's get back to Stephanie's story. Yes. So my birth um, was, you know, I think as pretty much as smooth as it can go for a first time birth. I was not expecting uh, it to go this way because I've heard all of the stories from my clients. And, you know, um, I think the, the before I tell my story, it's very important to note that I had no ego about it. I, I wished for a home birth, but if my midwife told me it's time to go to the hospital, your baby's in distress, I would say, let's go. And we would go to the hospital, right? I had no, um, qualms about that. I did not want a home birth at the expense of my health or baby's health or safety for that matter. So I wanted a home birth, really, really wanted it, but I was okay to do whatever. So I was only 38 weeks and three days. And, um, my husband said he knew it was happening because when he came home, the bathroom was clean. Oh, (laughs) my sister-in-law told me that she got the urge to clean up the day before she went into labor. And I did the same thing. I, I, before I went to bed, I, it was a Friday night and, uh, I cleaned up the bathroom. 
just unconsciously cleaned up, tidied up. I would never do that on a regular day. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm praying right. for the nesting urge to hit me at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I cleaned up the bathroom. I went to bed and um, at about 4.30 in the morning, I woke up and I was feeling a little bit crampy and I was like, uh-oh. I think I know what this means. Um, you know, it didn't, I, I don't, I didn't have any severe Braxton Hicks. So I don't really, you know, those could have been Braxton Hicks, but I somehow intuitively knew I was in labor. This was happening. Um, but it was, it was early on. So it was just kind of like a period cramp. Um, and my midwife told me, uh, try to get some sleep when you're in early labor, no matter what time it, of day it is. So I tried. I tried to get some sleep and I tossed and turned a little bit. And uh, by 7.30, I got up and decided I was going to go take a bath because it's just not comfortable lying down. And so I got up and I sat in the bath for a little while. And, uh, oh, I had this app to time my contractions. And my midwife or my doula actually said, make sure someone else does that for you. But I was so interested in just seeing those, I was holding my phone and timing my contractions. And I was like, 20 minutes, 17 minutes, 20 minutes. And it was kind of hovering around there. And so I got into the bath and um, I had no contractions while I was in the bath and, and it felt really great. But at a certain point, I felt a little overheated and like I needed to get out. So I did. And um, at that point, my three stepsons were awake. <laughs> when I got out of the bath and they were home and uh I come downstairs in my robe and I said you know um I think the baby's coming guys and uh you know don't worry about me I'm just every once in a while I might bend over and, and moan a little bit but uh everything is fine it's all good we had a, a family event that that day we had a barbecue to go to so my husband was gonna go and drop them off there at about noon so they saw a few hours of my early labor and I would just put take my stability ball put it up on the uh, kitchen table and rock back and forth and you know go through my contractions and at this point I was calling my doula and saying my contractions are kind of anywhere between four minutes apart and 20 minutes apart and she goes well I don't love that you're timing your own contractions, but uh, just keep going. You're doing great and uh, we'll keep in touch. And so I continued. The pain started getting a little worse with the contractions. And I thought, you know, they're still all over the place. I really wanted to see that nice, like, decrease in time steadily and th to, to, you know, to know that I was uh, progressing um, but the pain was increasing, but the times were still all over the place. And so eventually I called my doula and I was like, look, I'm really uncomfortable. Um, I think I need someone here with me. And so she she said, you know, I'm going to come over. We're going to do some acupressure points to try to get your contractions a little more even. And I said, great. Um, at this point, my mom was on her way over too. I made a game time decision to allow my mom to come to the birth because I thought, you know, if she gets anxious, it's going to make me anxious and I want to have a calm space. Um, but then, I don't know, my mom in instinct just clicked in and I thought, you know what, it would be really beautiful if my mom was here. Mm -hmm. And if she's stressing me out, I can just say, can you get out of here? <laughs> can you go right. for a walk or something, <laughs> you know? Um, 
and I had my doula and she was the one that I needed, right? She was the one who was going to do, um, you know, the hip squeezes and the counter pressure. And she was going to tell me all the things, what to do and when to do them. Uh, I, I would definitely recommend a doula for anyone who is going to have any type of birth. Um, she just, you know, it was great to have my husband there for support. Tell me I'm doing a great job. Give me a kiss. But he wasn't helpful in the actual birth, you know, like. And so, you know, I I knew that there was going to be a professional there that was there for me. The midwife is there for the baby to make sure that the baby comes out okay. You know, they're looking at you too, and they'll take on more of a role if you don't have a doula, but the doula is there to support you. Um, And so it made a world of difference when she came over because she'd be like, now we're going to go for a walk. Now you're going to pee. Now you're going to drink some water. Now you're going to have a bite of food. Now we're going to get in the shower. This, you know, so she just led me in the right direction. Uh, And when a contraction would come, she knew exactly what to do to help me get through that contraction. Um, And that was the most valuable thing that uh, that I could have asked for. And unfortunately, doulas aren't covered, um, but it was worth it was worth spending the money on it because I I don't think I could have done it without her. Right. I I agree. That is doulas are just so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So my labor is progressing. Um, I got into the tub again at one point, like all of the time here. I, I, I don't really have a good uh, grasp of timing or you know, time is just going by. I'm getting contractions. My doula comes over at one point that that's just as, as detailed as I can remember it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so at one point I'm in the bath and I think I was approaching active labor. So my entire labor was 16 hours and my active labor was six of those. Um, so um, around I was approaching active labor, which to me at the time felt like my baby's head was about to come out of me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, uh, here she comes. Actually, actually, I said that out loud. I go, oh, my God, here she comes. And my mom was upstairs. My husband's downstairs. And my mom calls for my husband. She's like, Pat, get up here right now. The baby's coming. And so he, like, bangs his knee on the stairs as he runs up. And the doula looks at him, and she's like, no, the baby is not anywhere close to being here. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's wrong. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, she did say at that point, like, it, it's a good time to call the midwife now. So Pat called the midwife and, and uh, she came over. And at this point, it started to feel like boxing rounds because I had my mom with a cold towel my husband with a water bottle with a straw and uh, between contractions, I needed them to pat me down, feed me sips of water. And then as soon as the contraction came, the round began. I was like, everyone get out of my way. I don't want to see that straw. I don't want to see that towel. Get out of my way. Let me have this contraction. Um, And so I would just, I would do that. My doula would help me through the contraction and then, my mom and Pat better have been there with that towel and water when I was done. And that continued for a long time. It was so helpful just to have those sips of water. She was trying to get me to eat some protein foods. I had these muffins, these oat muffins that I had prepped for my postpartum recovery, but taking a bite out of them felt like 
I was eating chalk at the time because my <laughs> I was working so hard. My mouth was dry. It was uh, it was intense. Um, and so finally, uh, we get to the pushing phase, and we started in a sideline position. And uh, the midwife kept saying to me, "You got to hold your leg up. You got to hold your leg." And I was like, "Listen, you better hold my leg up because I don't have any more to give. <laughs> I am just so exhausted. I couldn't sit down for my whole labor from 7:30 in the morning." Um, till she was born at 10:30 at night, I couldn't sit. I had to be up, standing, kneeling, or leaning forward the whole time. So by the time I was at the pushing phase, my legs felt like Bambi legs, which is why oh I'm God. so I'm so grateful that I worked out through the whole my whole pregnancy because I thought, how could anyone do this who doesn't have any muscular endurance in their legs? Like I just yeah. I just my legs were done. And so that's, I think, why she started me lying on my side. But every time I would push, I felt my glutes contract. And it was so counterintuitive. I could not let go. I had read the book, The Calm Birth Method. And it was like all about, you know, like, breathe your baby down and out. And it was like, okay, there's no breathing happening right now. I'm just squeezing my bum and like not not letting this baby come down. So I said, you know what, this isn't working for me. Um, so they said, okay, let's move to uh, the toilet. So we went and sat me on the toilet and they were um, coaching me to push as if I were going to have a bowel movement. Um, and so that helped, but they were checking the baby's heart rate in between every contraction and the baby didn't like that position. So they said, okay, let's go back to the bedroom, but now you have a better idea of, of that pushing sensation um, let's find a different position that's going to work. So I got myself onto all fours. I stacked up four pillows uh, right in front of my headboard and I grabbed a hold of the back of my headboard. And I used that as leverage. Every time I had to push, I pulled against the headboard and it just helped me get that um, pushing sensation. It helped me work towards getting her down. Um, another thing is the doula was coaching me to, to make my voice super low. So she was, you know, if I had any contractions where I was like, you know, up here, like, ah, she's like, no, you have to go low, like low, bring the baby down. It was, you know, you feel so silly, but you don't care at the time. <laughs> You're just like, whatever you say, I'm going to do. Um, so I was doing that and that was helpful. And, um, that was the position that I ended up um, that ended up working for me. Um, but one of the things that was so great about having an unmedicated birth was that I could feel everything. When my midwife told me that I had to keep pushing, I told her, I'm done pushing for the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to push again when I'm ready to push again, because yeah. I could feel that if I pushed any more at that moment, I would have torn. Wow. So I knew the exact amount of pushing that I could allow my body to do before I needed a break. Even if the contraction wasn't over, I was done. So I stopped pushing. And, That's incredible. And so I could feel the baby, you know, how they come out a little bit and then they retreat. And that was a really defeating moment where I was like, oh, my God, she just went backwards. <sighs> but in retrospect, you think of it and it's the smartest thing because they come out, they push a little bit, stretch you out a little bit, and then they back up 
and then they come forward, push a little bit more, stretch you a little bit more, and then they back up. And then they work their way out that way. So at the time, I thought I was regressing, but really it was just preparation for pushing her out without tearing. And so, yeah, it it was so beautiful. It was so amazing to to have that aha moment, like, oh, this is why this is happening. Uh, And so finally, um, oh, I think I was pushing, and and my mom said at one point to the midwife, okay, when are you going to flip her onto her back to give birth? And I flipped out, and the contraction ended, and I was like, well, actually, mom, people were put on their backs for birth so that doctors would have a better view. It's not actually the ideal position. Everyone's laughing that I'm like educating my mom History on lessons. ideal birth positions as I'm, you know, but you know, according to her and, and most people like that's the way we give birth. We get on our back, we put our feet in stirrups and, and then we go. But uh, you know, I, through the research that I had done, I, I'd known better than that. And um you know, side lying and being on all fours are the positions where you're the least likely to tear. So I was happy to be on all fours. I felt my power in that position. And uh, eventually her head came out. And uh, that scared my mom because she didn't know that there was a pause between when the head comes out and the body comes out. So she kind of had a little bit of a uh, anxiety attack there unbeknownst to me I was just worried thinking about pushing and uh it was you know the ring of fire before the head came out was super intense and I I just couldn't believe what I was doing I just couldn't believe it I was like I I can't believe what I'm doing right now this is like the, the craziest thing I've ever done and uh so her head came out and then all of the birth videos I've seen, like head comes out, there's a little pause, and then the baby just slides right out. But my baby had her hands up at her chin and her oh. arms by her side. So I had to push out arms and torso on both Ouch. sides. So it was like pushing out another head. Mm-hmm. And it did not just slip out. It was like a crazy amount of work to get her out. And at that point... I knew that I had to push beyond where I could, whereas earlier I thought, no, I'm giving my body its time to do what it needs to do. At the end, I was so exhausted. I was like, if I don't give an extra 10% right now, it's going to it's gonna mean I have to do so much more work for another push, mm-hmm. right? So I finally, um, you know, at this point, there was two other midwives there. I didn't even remember when they got there, but everyone's like there and checking me and cheering me on and my husband's filming so I got to watch this again and everyone's you know push 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 and I was pushing and screaming and I can't no wait and everyone's like no no wait you gotta do it you gotta push and so I'm pushing and uh the midwife says to me okay on your next push I'm gonna hand you your baby from between your legs so you're gonna stay in that position and I'm gonna pass her to you and uh so that next push came and uh, she came right out. I mean, it was it was a tough push because of the arms, but she came out and they passed her to me from underneath, uh, from between my legs. And I sat back onto my heels and I held her against me and, and she started to cry. And, and it's funny, I was listening to your birth story the other day and I, I did the same thing. I said, you did a good job, my baby, you did a good job. 
And I was just repeating that to her and they were all the midwives were just drying her off and, you know, cleaning up around me, which there wasn't that much mess. You know, you think it's going to be this crazy explosion of fluids everywhere, but (laughs) you know, they really do a good job at containing it all. And, uh, and, uh, and then I flipped over onto my back and I started shaking uncontrollably, like to the point where my teeth were like, you know, shattered, like they, not shattered. What's the word I'm looking for? They like were like chattering, chattering. Exactly. And, uh, I couldn't really talk and I was shaking and shaking and, and I said, what's going on? And they were like, Oh, it's just the adrenaline. Don't worry about it. Um, it'll subside. And so I'm holding my baby and people are taking pictures of me. There's some really funny pictures of me because I could tell when I was shaking because right. photos just look so hilarious. <laughs> and, um, and then the midwife had gotten an oxytocin shot prepared to um, for me to birth my placenta. But uh, I think, was it Ina May's book or was it the calm birth method? Or maybe it was both that said um, there was a brain acronym and it was something like, what are the benefits? What are the risks? Mm-hmm. You know, ask the questions before anything is done. So she had this oxytocin shot ready and I said, hang on a second, what's that for? And she said, well, that's to, for, to get the uh, placenta to come out. And I said, well, what if it comes out on its own? They said, well, it might, but it might take some time. And I said, well, what's the longest time we can wait before uh, we get this, do this shot? And they said, well, we can wait about an hour. And I said, okay, let's do that. Oh, and good 20, for you. 20 minutes later, my placenta came out and it was another, you know, um, like a big contraction and uh, wasn't very painful to deliver, but um you know, it came out and uh, everything was fine and I didn't have the oxytocin shot. And I was really proud of myself for advocating for myself because, you know, um, I think as professionals, you can get to this point where everything is just like, after this, we do this. And after this, we do this. It just gets so kind of um, systemic, systematic that we, um, you know, can forget that maybe we don't need to do that shot. It doesn't have to be like that. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, past the placenta, I got a tour of my placenta. This is where it was attached to your uterus. This is where it, the baby lived. And it was so beautiful. And um, my we waited to clamp the cord until all the blood flow was out of the placenta and into the baby, clamped the cord. And uh, my mom got to cut the cord, which was really special. And, um, and then you know, the midwives, the doulas, everyone kind of hung out a little bit. I think my mom made them some food and, um, I was just in bed with my baby and I stayed in bed with my baby. And that was the best part. That was the part that was like, and now we can snuggle and go to bed. And the same place she was born was the same place we stayed. We were in bed for nine days after that because I, I needed to prioritize my recovery. And uh, and we just fed and slept and, and were undisturbed. And the midwife came to us every few days. And, um, you know, the doula checked up on us. And it was just such a lovely experience not to have to come home from the hospital, detox from any of the medications, you know, go through any of that stuff. So people say to me like, wow, you had a home birth, like you're so brave. 
to me, it didn't feel like an act of bravery. It felt like an act of, I'm actually scared of all of that stuff. I don't want an epidural because I'm scared of that. I wanted to birth with as little, um, you know, medical intervention as possible because I'm scared of those things. So just to a lot of people, it looks like I was the being brave, but in my head, it was just, I was avoiding all of those things that I was scared of. But uh, it turned out, you know, it turned out so well. And um, I, I wouldn't trade the experience for the world, even though it was so painful. And like for, for days after it, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe what I just did. I can't believe what I just did. I, you know, people say, oh, once you see your baby, all the pain goes away. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. no, <laughs> I, I remember that pain very, very well. That's those nuchal arms, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, those are, that's rough with her having her, her hands up by her head. That'll, that'll definitely give you a little extra discomfort there. <laughs> oh yeah. But even like the, the whole active labor, it was like, I was saying, I kept repeating, like, I'm going to die, but I, I didn't think I was going to die. I just needed everyone around me to know this is how bad it hurts. Yes. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> I feel like this I'm going to die. really hard. <laughs> Love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so, because my mom said, oh, when I was in labor, I thought I was going to die too. And I was like, but did you actually think you were going to die? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't. I didn't I, think I was actually going to die. I just needed you all to know how hard I was working. <laughs> what I'm saying is this sucks, okay? <laughs> yeah. So it was um, it was pretty amazing. And now, you know, now that I've had that experience, I had such a great pregnancy, such a great birth, such a great postpartum recovery. I'm almost scared to do it again because I'm like, I don't know if I can top that. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think that that just goes to show you how how beneficial it is to prepare. You know, you did. You did the hard work. You did all of your thinking and considering and planning beforehand, which, I mean, you know, we get busy and a lot of people don't think to do those things. um, But it really does. I think it makes a world of difference. And you mentioned your postpartum period was really good. You said you stayed in bed for nine days. Um, that's that's amazing. What else did you do in that postpartum period to really recover? And when did you know that it was okay for you to start working out again, considering that's such a big part of your life? Yeah. So I read the book, The First 40 Days, and it's about um, basically they talk about like um, – in traditional Chinese culture, they have the mom, the new mom stay in bed for 40 days with their baby feeding and sleeping. The mother or mother-in-law cook for them, clean for them, take care of everything else so that she can prioritize that. And I thought that's really nice, but 40 days is a bit much and I will not be doing that because I, I just know myself. Um, but I stayed in bed for as long as I felt it was necessary. So, um, it took nine days to come downstairs to the kitchen. Uh, and I knew that on that day it was time because I was sore from not moving. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, time to get up. I mean, it's not like I didn't move around at all. I got up, went to the washroom, walked around, sat up in bed, played with the baby a little bit, not, you know. Um, but we stayed pretty still for a long while. I had my mom come over every day. She um, made me lots of uh, bone broth and lots of nice big chicken soups. And I had my, my oat muffins. I can leave a recipe 
uh, link for the oat muffins that I created. That'd be great. Um, oats are really great to help bring in breast milk. So I was eating those, um, you know, I would have at night, my husband would bring me uh, my muffins, a bowl of grapes, some water and some mother's helper tea, which was just some herbs that are um, great for bringing in breast milk as well. Um, and I was just nurturing and nurturing. And uh, I took that first six weeks really seriously in terms of not, uh, not even trying to work out and like, what's the point? You know, six weeks, it's nothing. It is such a small amount of time um, to just sit and enjoy and, you know, look down at your baby in awe. And, you know, I understand that there is an urge to get moving again and feel like yourself again. But, um, you know, it's it's all transitions and ebbs and flows. And you got to just roll with it because um, if you push yourself too hard now, then you might injure yourself and not be able to do uh, your regular workouts later, right? So I have a lot of clients who are like, oh, you know, this really sucks that I feel like I have to start over. And I said, well, let's spin it and look at it in a positive way. It's not starting over. It's rebuilding from the foundation up and out, right? So we start with our with our pelvic floor and deep core breathing and um, getting that nice and strong and stable again. And then we work our way outward from there, pre-birth, pre-pregnancy, I don't think I ever thought about, is my pelvic floor engaged before I do this heavy squat, Mm -hmm. right? But now I don't do anything without thinking, is my pelvic floor engaged? Is my, are my postural muscles turned on? You know, so I'm able to, I was able to work that foundation before getting back into more intense workouts. And I'm six months postpartum, I'm still working up. I'm not back exactly to where I was before, but why should that be the goal, right? I'm where I am right now, and my body is doing a a fantastic job. It just created a human life, and six months later, I'm, you know, feeling good and and moving, and uh, that's that's pretty amazing. I don't have to deadlift 200 pounds to prove that I'm, you know, in a good place with my fitness. I'm, you know – moving. I'm still deadlifting. I'm just not going for maximal lifts because it's not the goal right now. You know, just like you have to train for birth in a specific way, you have to train for postpartum recovery in a certain way. This is the biggest thing that I, um, the biggest problem that I have with our healthcare system and and how we handle women post-birth is we get our six, six week checkup and it's, we get a pat on the back. Okay, you're good to go. You can start exercising again. Okay, so everyone goes back to what they were doing before. Maybe I'm going to go for a run, and then they roll their ankle. Or maybe I'm going to go do some jump squats and burpees, and uh uh-oh, I'm peeing myself. Mm. You know, if I tore my ACL and I went to the six-week checkup with my doctor, they would clear me for physio, not for exercise. They would say, you are ready to see a physiotherapist now, and they will clear you for exercise. Why aren't we doing the same thing with birth? You know, it's a physical trauma. And I hate the word trauma because it's a very triggering word, but we are physically injured, mm-hmm. which which is what trauma really is. And now for some people, it's mental and emotional trauma as well as physical. But if nothing else, it's a physical trauma getting a baby from inside your body to outside your body, whether it comes out of your uh, vagina or out of a cesarean um, incision. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to treat it as such and we need to recover in a way that's that's recovering from an injury. And so that that that's my biggest thing with, you know, how we need to shift the way we look at postpartum recovery. We have to stop being so I just want to get back to to feeling like my old self again. You'll get there. But just give it time. It took almost a year to build that baby, that human being in your body. Give it about the same amount of time to recover from. Scott is such a great point. Yeah. You're, you're so right. It is. It's so easy to get on that, to get in the mindset of, okay, well, I, I got through the pregnancy. Now it's time to just get back to normal me. And that's that's just not the case. I really appreciate your wisdom in that. Oh, thank you so much. It's, you know, it comes from from many conversations with with frustrated clients and thinking, okay, how can I how can I explain this in a way that is a positive for uh, for them so that, you know, you're mentally not the same as you were before either. There's a lot of postpartum depression. So you have to be very careful the way that you um, talk to a uh, someone who has just given birth, you know, you have to make sure that you're encouraging enough for them, but you're also being realistic with them and that they're being realistic with themselves and their expectations on their bodies. Oh, that's so true. Well, yeah. Stephanie, would you mind letting my audience know how they can learn more about you and join your groups if they're interested? Yeah. So uh, right now I've got a free Facebook community group called Glowy Mamas. Um, G-L-O-I-W-I-N-G, Mamas, M-A-M-A-S. That's on Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram at Steph Sibio Fitness. I post mostly on there. um, Tons of exercises, some recipes, um, lots of, you know, because I have a six-month-old, lots of what I'm going through at the moment. So we're struggling with uh, getting her sleep um, more consistent these days. So you'll hear a lot about that and just kind of general mom life. Um, and, and those are the two places where I am the most active right now. Um, and I've also got, uh, as I mentioned before, an online program for, uh, between six weeks and, um, birth, uh, a weekly workout that I actually filmed throughout my entire pregnancy. So I grow as the program progresses. Um, so cool. Yeah, it's really it was really cool to edit these videos because, you know, I got to watch my pregnancy progress um, as I went through them. So they're sold in um, three separate trimesters or as a full pregnancy bundle. And uh, they help you get through, you know, know, knowing what to do every single week throughout your pregnancy. Uh, There's featured recipes every week. and, And it also explains kind of why those recipes are great for Um, where you're at in your pregnancy and um, you know you I hear a lot of feedback from people just not knowing what to do not having the time to do things and so this is why this program was created gives you a little bit of motivation a little bit of accountability short workouts that are all appropriate for the stage of pregnancy that you're at that is awesome well great I would I will definitely link to all of these things in the show notes because you have some really fantastic resources. Um, I just feel like we could talk forever. I am going to have to have you back on the show, especially to focus more on the postpartum aspect. I feel like you've got a lot of knowledge there and that would be wonderful to discuss, especially as your postpartum kind of progresses and we can talk more about what you've done and um, and how you have gotten back to, or how you've gone through your postpartum and progressed um, mm-hmm. as time has gone on. Absolutely. But, 
But in the meantime, Steph, thank you so much for coming on. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that uh, you guys have enjoyed this and that I I didn't scare anyone out of having a home birth. (laughs) Not at all. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.